All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. Hi, this is Joe Mullen. You're listening to Nasty Knuckles. listening to Nasty Knuckles, the Hockey Outlaws Podcast, with your hosts, Terry Nasty Sotomayor and former Philadelphia Flyer Enforcer, Riley Cote, as they go behind the scenes with your favorite NHL players. Time to face off. Welcome back. What is happening, Nasty? What's up, Regs? What do you got for me? Just recovering from Sunday's game, dude. Ha! Just because you bury one doesn't mean you got to recover all of a sudden. Move this guy back to D. Back to D, yeah. He was, that's it, man. Go yeah. back for pucks. You know, you know what Shell said? You know what Shell would tell you? Off the glass? Or <laughs> D to D. D to D. <laughs> Not back to D. You know, it yeah. Was a, it wasn't a whole lot of D to D back to D's hinge plays. It was yeah, it was. D to D and up. That's true. It was a fun game against our, our buddies, the Blue Devils. So, um, nice to get back into the season, a new season. Um, what's going on? Not much. Just uh, Flyers postponed their game. So, yep. uh, I say resting, recovering, regenerating, reinventing themselves, whatever they're doing here in the next uh, 48 hours, preparing for boston on thursday but they're so depleted with covid protocols and injuries i think this is probably the best thing that could happen to them in this moment is yeah. give them uh give them a couple of days off here regroup postpone the game yeah carolina's red hot team so yes you know, we're, we're be facing them depleted and yeah they're struggling you know last lost the last five games two points of the last 10 yeah um, it's been tough stuff. it's been tough and and it you know you don't want like we always say you don't want to make excuses but i mean they are depleted. I mean, depleted. besides the COVID with the injuries to some, you know, Broussard's back hurt again. And, you know, Coot's still out. And obviously, Alice, you know, guys played four games. But uh, getting some guys back from COVID, hopefully by Thursday, I think uh, our boy Baller was saying that uh, a couple guys came back off of that COVID list. So that'll definitely help. And hopefully they get the ball rolling. Yeah, no, that would be nice. This is the time to do it if they're going to decide to do it. You know, seven points out of that wild card, um, two two tough games coming up, and then I wouldn't say a, a lighter load going into next week, but those games are all you know. Yeah, you have must, to win. Must win games. You have to win them. Yeah. So now, now is the time if they're going to go on a, on a on a run. This is it. Yeah. You can't run. You can't wait much longer. No. Otherwise, it's going to slip cannot. away. It's kind of slipped away a couple times and. 
this is, you know, the last straw here. So, uh, unfortunate news, uh, too, with uh, Sam Moran. I think they announced that he's done yes. for the season. Uh, this poor guy, you know, and I, I want to clarify my, my position on the start of the year when I, you know, ma- made made that tweet and essentially screenshotted Sam's message. I think, you know, I, I don't think he realized what he was dealing with at the time. Right. He talks about scar tissue. It was just, uh, it wasn't a new injury. It was just. You know, regeneration, repair, yes. whatever. Take some time off, let the scar tissue heal, and then now we're hearing that he's essentially done for the season. So obviously hasn't made any progress. Whether it's a new injury or that injury is just not recovering, but uh, all I've got to say is that you know I feel terrible for the poor guy. I First do of too. all, I mean, you got, got a heart of a lion. Yes. If there's any guy that I've coached and been around that wants to be in the NHL, be an NHL player, and win, Sam Rand's that guy. Uh, just it's just so unfortunate that. That his career has gone this way, you know, yeah. just uh, just a shame, uh, you know. He got a heart of gold. Hopefully, there's something at the end of, uh, at the end of all this for him. Yeah. Um, but uh, wish him the best. However, this looks for him. If, you know, the remainder remainder of the se- season and going into next season. However, that looks. Um, um, but I, you know, I just want to bring that up. Because, yeah. You know, I, I feel kind of silly when I made that comment, but you know. My comment wasn't just pulling something out of thin air. No, he actually was coming from Sam. I think maybe in the moment here, you know, you know, speaking for him is he didn't think it was as bad as it was, and he, you know, sent me that comment, and I was just, you know, maybe excited for him to say that. Yes, you know, I wanted to, you know, I didn't want to hear that he's out again and having to deal with another injury. So you know, maybe maybe that's on me. But nonetheless, I apologize for what I threw out there, but I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, some actual truth here now around what. um, what's going on with Sam and wish him the best. So. Yeah, for sure. He's a, he's just a great guy. I, I was lucky. I had, I had dinner with him a few weeks ago, and and we actually kind of talked about, you know, at the beginning of the year, like he was so optimistic. He thought he was getting his knee oh, cleaned yeah. up. And yep. just like he had texted you, he had said that to me. 100%. Um, he had said that to me, so it wasn't like you were throwing something out of thin air, like you said. But uh, we do wish you the best, Sammy. Great guy. Um, Flyers would be crazy not to keep that man around. Yeah. Uh, for yeah. I mean no, a number amount of things he could do there uh, for them, but uh, anyway, um, Flyers got to get some wins here. We know that they know that. Um, I do feel bad with just how depleted they've been. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, a lot of teams are maybe not as much as as we are here in Philly, but still, um, hopefully they regroup here and find a way. So they got to. Yeah, they got they no do. other choice. So I know one thing. Next week, next Monday. Fans of Philly in the, the island. island. Oh, yeah. Uh, going to go, and I can't wait. I li- I'm interested to see that building. Yeah. And just to be with the, the guys from Fans of Philly. I saw Joe the other night, so uh, can't wait for that, man. What a great group. And they're going down to Tampa Bay oh, man. for the Eagles. Look out. And he's got a uh, their own parking lot set aside oh, right man. beside the stadium. You want to talk about a shit show, boys, in a good way. That is going to be awesome. I, I, I wish them the best. So hopefully the, the birds find a way to beat the goat. I'll just say it. Yeah. TB. TB12. No kidding. So maybe they find a way. It'd be awesome. That would be awesome. And, of course, the the trip in March. Right? Yes. I mean, fans Nashville. Philly, Nashville. 500 Philly fans. We'll Can't be rocking. Wait. Looking forward to that. So yep. Check out fans of Philly at fansofphilly.com. And, Getting ready to rock episode 57. Baller said, yeah. Episode 57, my bad. That's okay. Hey, I've, I'm almost, the one that's... Almost completely lost track of how many episodes well, are rocking. you know, past. that's all right. That's good. I've done it before. <laughs> well, episode 57 is presented yes. by our good friends at Cureleaf. Cureleaf.com. Marima- Mar- <laughs> a medical marijuana dispensary. 12 locations in Pennsylvania. Awesome staff. Knowledgeable staff. I'm sure Sambo could probably use a little cannabis right about now. So uh, check them out, cureleaf.com, for all your medical marijuana needs. Let's go, Nash. Let's go. Welcome back. I'm Riley Cote. And I'm Derek Settlemeyer. And this week, we are so lucky and fortunate and happy to have one of the best human beings I've ever met in my 26 years of hockey, NHL Hall of Famer, three-time Stanley Cup winner, and just an amazing person. Mr. Joey Mullen. Joey, what's up, brother? <laughs> Not a whole lot. It's a little uh, dead here on Cape Cod right now. It's, uh, you know, winter season, no golf, 
Oh. No uh, outdoors. It's uh, pretty much stay indoors. I get to the hockey rink once in a while, so still put the skates on and play play a little bit of hockey. Best, yeah, nice. Best player on the ice too, yeah, probably. Sure. Definitely hanging around the net, scoring goals. I, Joe, I figured, I figured you'd have one of those golf simulators in the house. Uh, you know, being in Cape Cod when it's cold, obviously you can't play. But I figured at least you'd have that. Yeah, probably should. Huh? He's got the old putting green out I back might, I might there. Go out and buy one today. Then. <laughs> there you go. Good idea. Uh, they're fun, man. We we did that a little bit last year. We had a buddy um, that was letting us in his place. He had opened it up, and COVID hit. And he was just letting a couple of us go in there. It, it is fun. I mean, obviously, it's not the same as golf, but it's, you know, you kind of hit the ball, work on your swing a little bit, I guess, which did not help my game. <laughs> and it would not help his either, Joe. I can tell you that for, for free. I'll tell you that. Uh, but Joe, I don't know about you. This guy's a golfer. You're sandbagging me already, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, uh we we could keep you on here for three hours, Joey. But uh, start with a uh, you, you, right now. You're just kind of hanging out, waiting for the winter to be over, I guess. Uh, yeah, kind of. You know, but I'm enjoying. Uh, you know, like I said, playing hockey. I play a couple times a week, and you know, uh, whenever I can. Uh, you know, I'll go up to Boston once in a while, play with the Bruins alumni. Oh, nice. Uh, play with some college buddies on Thursdays. You know. And then um, I found a group uh, down here on Cape Cod. These guys want to play three times a week. Oh, so wow. It's, That's uh, awesome. So five yeah, times a week for you? Much as, uh, well, no. I, <laughs> I, I got I to curb it a little bit so uh, so I don't get overtired. Yeah, you know? right. So you pace I, yourself. I just kinda, yeah, I just kind of try to play maybe uh, sometimes three, but I, I don't do more than three. Gotcha. That's awesome. Still got the love for the game. Why the hell not get out there and have some fun, right? You know what? It, it gives you something to kind of look forward to. Get out there, play a little hockey, have some fun with the guys, come home. Yep. And the best thing is uh, one of the rinks is right down the street. It's about a mile away. Oh, so that's oh, great. That is good. Yeah. That's a great setup. Yeah. I hear you on that. Nasty and I play in a men's league game together. We only play once a week, uh, and I look forward to that. You know, I get out there. and you know, I'm a skill guy now, Joey, so you know, working on the mats, scoring goals, you know, all that good stuff. I, it's true. I played with Nasty in a league with Oh, <laughs> listen, the best is uh, we were playing, and we, we talked Joey into joining us, and it was so funny. So the, f the first period <clears throat> I got to play with Joe, and it's so easy to play when someone's that damn good. And but the funny thing is, after the first period, the guys were like, "Hey, can we can we play with Joe too?" Oh, so yeah, yeah we switched because every guy on the team <laughs> wanted to play with Joe. They were just so excited that you so. played with us. It was yeah. awesome. It was so much fun. And they they still talk about that. Still, Bauer Brew, Timmy, <laughs> oh, Timmy yeah. com, that team, yeah. uh, the Bauer yeah. Brew. They still talk about when when you played with us, and they just thought it was the greatest thing ever. So uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Got, got some good dishes from Derek. <laughs> oh, wow. He's got patience, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. Right. Slows the game down. Yeah, yeah I have he's, to slow it down because I'm so slow. <laughs> Just like his basketball game. Yeah, right. Oh, I yeah. wish I had hand. Oh, boy. Shoulder. That would be fun. Shoulder fake. A little shimmy. Fake, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, Saw man. that the other day. Yeah, yeah. Looking good. Yeah, right. Well, Joey, I mean, you have a, a quite – Quite an incredible story and, and you know, an amazing hockey career. I, I don't even know exactly where to start, um, you know, with, that, with talking to you about your career. But, I mean, may, maybe it makes sense to start where it's all started. And, and you have a pretty interesting, you know, upbringing in, in New York and, and how you got introduced to hockey with your father being, you know, part of the ice maintenance crew and whatnot. Um, why don't you talk a little bit about how you, how you got introduced to hockey and, and, and your connection to it having grown up in New York? Well, um, to begin with, we, you know, I had a, a pretty good-sized family. Um, my two older brothers played roller hockey. My dad played roller hockey. My uncles played roller hockey. So um, I can remember way back when I was just a little kid just going over to watch my dad play. And then, um, you know, and then eventually when I got about five or six, I wanted to play, you know. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, I'd go across the street to the to the rink, 
was actually directly across the street from the, the apartment building where I live and uh, just cross the street and go into the schoolyard and, and play hockey all day long, you know, and, then, and my brothers were always over there playing and I learned from them and, you know, just, uh, you know, with dad working at Madison Square Garden and bringing home some broken sticks once in a while, once in a while, some good ones too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, it was always, uh, you know, we'd wait up for him to come home from uh, work all the time, especially after a hockey game and uh, see if he had any sticks for us, you know. So, uh, you know, it was just great. And, and that's how uh, we pretty much got started at the Rolla Hockey. And, um, you know, I just kind of followed my brothers into it and uh, just – Love playing. I started out as a goalie, though. Oh, you did? Did you? Wow. I never <laughs> knew that. Oh, my God. Mistake. Mistake. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, I didn't know that. when you were so small and skinny, you know, you're yeah. like, you know. <laughs> I no and idea. I always played with most of, most of the time I play with older kids because I always want to play with my brothers and his friends and stuff. Yeah. So, uh, that is so but, cool. Uh, I spawned up quickly. Yeah. 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 Got the hell out of the pipes. Got out of the net. Yeah. Right. Your, your little buddy here, Elvis is, uh, he's not quite as smart because he's playing goalie. So uh, I see that. Yeah. We'll 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 see what happens with that, but uh, he does enjoy it. But you know, I've tried to crank a couple off his head to maybe change his mind, but I don't think the, yeah. as hard as his head he is. Likes it. I think he likes He's it. He's been so. doing it for a couple of years now, right? Yeah. Well, he yeah, kind of. He he really got into it this this season. Um, he would fill in, but he was. He was all over the place, but now he's dialed into it. He really likes it, but full time now. I, I had no idea. As many times as, as long as I've known you, I, I did not know that you you actually started playing goalie. That's hilarious. Yeah. You you you. Is he in the, what's that? Is he in the Jeff Reese goalie school? <laughs> Reese? No, I had you level in goalie school. I, I, yeah, yeah, right. Him or Reggie? I I, I tell you what, Reese. You know, we always used to joke around with Reese. He's like, the beginning of the year, I'm going to be calm, boys. Nothing's going to bother me. First game, first period, he comes head down. He's losing his marbles. And we would always kid around, like, tough goal go in or something. We'd be, like, looking up in the rafters to make sure Reeser wasn't coming down because he was so pissed off. But he has not He has not been in touch with Reeser about uh, goalie school, that's for sure. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. Hey, Joey, so when you say roller hockey, like, are you talking, like, traditional roller hockey of, like, four wheels in a row or is this roller skating back then it, it was roller skating it, it was, was like, eh? like the, the one two, two in one, the two. front two in the back the quads wow they, yeah. Um, yeah that is Regular so cool that skates. is old school that's yeah. like the og that, that, of hockey right yeah. there yeah. like the roller derby skates <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, so yeah. you guys were playing when you would go play at the park. There was it a special rink or was it like just asphalt? Oh, it, you know what? It, it was just a schoolyard. There was a public high school across the street okay. called the New York School of Printing, and uh, they had a big schoolyard, a couple of basketball uh, hoops on, you know, in there. And um, we we kind of take it over right after school because all the, all the kids would like travel to school to go to that school because you know um so they would leave and we would come in right after school with our sticks sometimes some of the kids wanted to play basketball but when they see the sticks flying yeah, around, yeah, like, to do oh, with it. let's get out of here let's yeah. get out of here so so but but it wasn't uh was it a smooth uh like cement like the reason I asked, I just wondered how your wheels, like how often would you have to like change wheels if you're playing on like asphalt road, you know, or uh, something like actually, that. Actually, when, when we first started, we had the steel wheels. Oh, okay. So they, they would last, they would last probably at least a year. Oh, okay. But, you know, you always had your skates for a couple of years before you right. threw yeah. them out, you know. And uh, so, you know, uh, you'd have to change them you know, maybe every year and a half or so. And then uh, we started using more like the roll-up derby wheels that were kind of wooden or, you know, some kind of hard, hard material rubber. that did. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, 
and they, and they 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 were faster. They they would glide more right than the steel steel wheels and stuff. So, but uh, yeah, so that's how we, we evolved those skates. And then uh, I never never really played on the rollerblades until yeah, just a few years ago, probably. You know, <laughs> yeah, 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 you because know, they always have a roller hockey reunion still from for the neighborhood. Oh, they okay. do. Right? Oh, that's awesome. Ago. Yeah, it's usually in October, you know, mid to late October. And uh, we usually get a pretty good crowd. You know, people just come back to see each other from the neighborhood and, and stuff. Most of them have moved out, but uh, they hear about it over the Internet or whatever, you know, oh, emails awesome. and stuff. And uh, we get a pretty good crowd for it. And, you know, we actually had the cup there once. So, oh, wow. And, yeah, and the NHL sent some uh, cameras and stuff. And, oh, that's um, awesome! Yeah, that was good. So, so you're you're playing uh, roller hockey. What? When did the transition go? When did you decide you wanted to go to the ice? Uh, actually, the, we never even thought about going to ice because that's all we had was the roller hockey, pretty much. And then, um, right around when I was ten, I think uh, that made. Kenny about 15, my oldest brother. And, um, he got in, into it, uh, because the Rangers, Emil Francis, uh, decided that, you know, he's seen all these roller hockey kids flying past Madison square garden. Cause that Madison square garden was right up the street. Not okay. the one that's there now, the one before. Sure, it. Yeah. Okay. And, and so he came out one day, he seen all these roller hockey kids going down the street. So he followed them and he started watching. He says, wow. He goes, why can't we get all these kids on ice? You know? And uh, he had two kids of his own, two boys that were playing ice hockey already uh, out in Long Island. And so, um, you know, he got, he got some people together and they formed the junior league and, uh, my brothers went, like I said, went into it and then, you know, they wanted to develop, you know, younger kids too. So that's how I got into it. So I didn't start skate ice skating until I was about 10. Wow. That's amazing. God, that's incredible. That is incredible. Was it a tough transition for you? Like skating on, on the blades or did you pick it up fairly quickly? Uh, yeah, pretty quick. You know, the, the first probably half dozen times, you know, yeah, you just trying to get the hang of it. And then once you do, yeah, yeah, it, it came quick, but, uh, I was still probably awkward because when you roller skate, it's more like running. Yeah. It's yeah. straight on. Yeah. And, yeah. And then, uh, you know, when you ice skate, it's, you know, it's a smooth Opening stride the outwards, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I, I didn't, I didn't get that until after college. <laughs> <laughs> you had the Mets you know, going. Actually, in, co in college, uh, the the coach, one of the first things he did was tell me to follow one of the best skaters on the team around, and uh, just watch, you know, the way his stride was, and try to copy it, you know. Okay. So that's when I started working on my stride. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's a good thing you've been working on your hands for five years before you got yeah. on the ice that you can compensate. You can compensate <laughs> well, the skating with the hands. Well, that's what the roller hands. hockey was for. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right? Work on you the can, mitts. You can work on your hands all day long with roller hockey. Yeah, it seems to be pretty common. We've had Pat Maroon on here before. And we've talked to a couple other guys. Bobby, uh, Bobby, Bobby Ryan, Ryan, you know, had a, have a history of roller hockey, and, and it's just, it's kind of the same thing in different eras of like you know the guys that played roller hockey right. have to have really good hands, but the knock has always been like they're skating just for, for obvious reasons, but. Um, you obviously when you can ha when, when you can make plays and score goals like the way you can you you did and, and other guys have um, you, you can kind of turn a blind eye to the skating you know it, it doesn't seem so bad when you're scoring that much <laughs> right right <laughs> but you still got to get there you still got to get there yeah skating's very important for yeah. that <laughs> yeah especially especially now in, in in today's game for sure yeah for sure but even obviously yeah. even back then you had to get there no question but uh, right Interest, interesting interesting um, turn of events and how you know how, how you you got introduced to ice hockey and you know and, and your brothers and, and your father and the whole bit it's uh it's it's really it's really amazing and then like you know for you to not be drafted which I, I actually just learned that today I didn't I just assumed you were drafted with you know that type of career 
Um, what what do you think the reason was that you didn't get drafted? Was it just being like an American born player from you know from where you grew up? Do you think that's something to do with it, or what what, what was it? Uh, you know, uh, they weren't taking a lot of Americans out of college at that time. Um, there was a few before me, uh, but not a lot, you know. And, um, you know, I think the 80 Olympic team turned that around. <clears throat> well, on, on the draft, uh, you know, uh, I think it was more or less, you know, uh, you know, the, the era that I was in where there wasn't a lot of Americans in, in the league until – you know, uh, after the 80 Olympic team started to win, you know, and, uh, you know, when I was in college, all I heard was, uh, he's too small, you know, oh, yeah. and, 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 and then, you know, uh, by the, uh, end of college, uh, you know, with the numbers that you put up and everything, um, uh, I got an opportunity as a free agent. So, yeah. uh, that's eventually how I got into the league. <laughs> he, he, remember the the movie uh, I was telling Riles. I didn't know if he'd remember, but uh, in the movie <laughs> Miracle, you know, one of the guys says, "Hey, why is not Joey Mullen here?" And like, I can give you thirty thousand reasons why he's not here. This guy's counting his dollar bills, as yeah. Let's would say. But uh, it it is still amazing. I mean, I guess that's just the way the thinking was, you know, back then. Like you said, you know, I mean, you, you did come in and, and you're playing in the NHL and it's, it's a man's league. We've talked about this a lot and you're not a, you're not a huge guy. You're obviously unbelievable player. First U.S. born player to score 500 goals in a league. I mean, what a, what an amazing stat and an accomplishment, but um, you, you proved, you proved them wrong. That's for sure. And, and you did it quickly. So, uh, it, thank it, you. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just amazing though. Still, yeah. But two hundred twelve points in, in four years of college is significant. And it doesn't matter how small you are. It just seems like it just seems like so odd that you have that much production. And I mean, uh, from what I read too, that your first year, you had a partial scholarship, right? You were actually you were actually paying out of your own pocket, and you and you. Yeah, but it, it was like the like the the school was paid for. It was you know your books. Okay. Okay. The, books okay. were, the, the books were like 700 bucks and stuff. And they just said, you know, we just don't have money to give you for bucks. So the, that, I mean, it was no big deal. Yeah. Yeah. You know? But yeah, obviously the production, your production changed your attitude a little bit where you, I think you landed up getting the, the whatever you quote unquote full ride. Right. Um, but the, the, yeah. the numbers yeah, are the there. Per, after the first year was everything was, Paid for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After you scored thirty four points. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I think we'll we'll take way. care of your books there, kid. Don't yeah. worry about it. <laughs> so how did that how did that go down, nineteen eighty Olympics? You get the call. What was the uh the timeline of your conversations with St. Louis <laughs> and, and the Olympics? Obviously you had signed before you turned it down, right? Uh not so much sign. I mean, uh, we, uh, my agent had talked to St. Louis, but, uh, you know, I never really signed until afterwards. Okay. Okay. But that's pretty, uh, pretty wild, you know, like at, right after I made my decision, you know, to, you know, not, not to go to the Olympics. And my my decision was based on my dad. He was he, he had just gotten sick. He had a stroke. So uh, oh. you know, you know, I I figured you know if we need money, you know, for the family, you know, it'd be better to turn pro at that time. Yeah. Right. So yeah, to, you know, in case the family needed some money, you know, and uh, so uh, that was the basis for my that decision. And for me, it was the right decision. Yeah. Uh, I don't look back on it, you know, for any other reason. And, you know, I'm glad I made that decision. It worked out well for uh, both them and me. Yeah, so, yeah right. for sure it did. <laughs> right? yeah, exactly. Sure did. Yeah, sure. it definitely worked out for both. And, uh, yeah, you know, inter interesting, you know, how you how – you, you you, t you take your success from college and then you, I think you played, what, two years in the in the Central Hockey League at the time. Uh, and he put right. up inc incredible numbers uh, there as well. Um, so I mean, you were yeah, I got benched that first year too for about 
three weeks. Did two you really? Three weeks. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Yeah. Uh, like, he, he, he said, hey, I got to sit you down, you know. Uh, the coach called me in, Jack Evans, and he, he said, uh, you know, we're going to sit you out for a while. And, you know, they, he thought I was homesick and stuff like that. So uh, right around Christmas, I started playing again because somebody got hurt. And uh, I, I got the chance to play with Rick Bonus and Floyd oh. Thompson, two, vet, wow. two veteran guys. And, uh, you know, I took off that year and with those guys and uh, it was so much fun playing with them guys. You know, <laughs> every time somebody wanted to fight me, I turn around and they were gone. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> they were already down. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, I wound up winning rookie of the year that year. And then, uh, the following year, uh, I won MVP. We won, wow. um, uh, the cup that, both times. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. The first two years. Wow. So, okay. Yeah. And then I actually started off the third year in Salt Lake City too. Yeah. And then you, you got the call. Yeah. To the big boys. Yeah. And, and you didn't disappoint there either. 59 points in 45 games is, I mean, it's amazing, but you're too small, Joey. You're too small. <laughs> and you and like uh, I said, man, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but man, I, when you were when you played, man, I was a it was a man's game, dude. There it's crazy like how much more physical and what what but what yeah. you got away with. I mean, I guess you oh, know. Oh yeah, the hooking, the yeah. grabbing, the cross, cross checking in front. <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> like when when we Riles is going to bring up in a little bit about like the two pass games, you know, after practice like uh <laughs> just the way you still skate and move with the amount of years you played in national hockey league when it was not an easy game to play and the points you put up at the same time is, is, is it is amazing. It's, it really is. But, um, you're, you're in St. Louis is what? Five years you played there. Basically About five, four and a half. Four and a half. Yep. About four and a half. And then uh, I got traded in February to Calgary of 80, that's a big then, trade, too, uh, wasn't it? Pretty big trade. Uh, yeah, it's um, three for three. Uh, me, Terry Terry Johnson, and Rick Wilson for Gino Cavallini, Eddie Beers, and Charlie Bourgeois. Oh, all right. Okay. And so, that ended up working out well in Calgary. Oh, it worked out really well. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, I hated, I, you know, I enjoyed St. Louis, had a great time, made some really good friends there. Uh, loved it there, but, um, you know, shocked, shocked and sad that I had to leave, but, uh, you know, wound up being probably the best, best move of my career, you know, going to Calgary and, uh, we had a really good team up there, you know? Yeah, you did. So. Winning it. it was your first Stanley Cup win, and I remember being a kid watching it. It was just it was so awesome. Like yeah. I did, obviously well, I didn't know you, was, but yeah, first year in '86 we went to the Stanley Cup final and and oh, lost. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. Yeah, that's uh, right. To Montreal. Yeah, and you know went back in '89 and won. You know, that was so. awesome. What was your, your your initial feeling? You said you're obviously disappointed, a little bit bittersweet, uh, moving out of St. Louis, but going to a Canadian market. Yeah, how how were the fans and how was the experience when you first got there? <laughs> Must have been crazy. I was I, I was scared to death. I, <laughs> you know, living in Canada, way out west. You know, uh, <laughs> I had to leave my my wife was pregnant with uh, third boy Patrick. Yeah, and um, you know I had to leave them in St. Louis, and she wound up just going to Boston, taking the kids and going to Boston because she had doctors there too, and her parents were there, so. Uh, you know, so she went to Boston and I went to Calgary and finished out the season there. And, and the, you know, we went all the way to the finals. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> long run. Uh, yeah, the thing was, we, we were playing St. Louis, uh, I think it was the first round uh, of the playoffs. And uh, we were in St. Louis the day she had Patrick. Oh, no uh, way. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I said, if... Um, we were in St. Louis that day playing. Uh, so if, uh, you know, if she would have stood in St. Louis, she would have, you know, I would have been 
at the birth of Patrick. Oh. Uh, so he went to Boston. I missed him. But, um, yeah. Kind of, kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, right? What are the chances of that? Yeah. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, they were, they were good days, though. Yeah, the, the year you guys uh, you guys won in '89, I believe, right? Uh, your right. your first win and and uh, your season that year. I mean, you, you potted 51, 110 points. Not a bad not a bad season. <laughs> I mean, you know, not really a big deal. But uh, then then uh, you know you know looking at that lineup, man, yeah, it's, it's pretty good damn team too, man. Um, yeah, must have been just so much fun. I remember uh, a while back when when we were uh, working together, and I think you, you guys had a reunion, and you you had sent me some pictures. I think it was a reunion, man. It was so cool seeing Lanny McDonald, oh, yeah, just all those guys, and yeah. I was like, ah, it must yeah. be so much fun, man. It was, it was a uh, great bunch of guys, uh, great place to play, Calgary. Yeah, uh, you know, just just getting there for the first time. You know, I'm walking through the airport. And, uh, you know, walking by people that are just, you know, going somewhere and, you know, just traveling. And it's like, hi, Joey. Yeah. Hi, Joey. Good to have you here. And I'm like, how do these people know me? I have nothing on that says, you know, yeah. hockey player. I'll just walk it through just like them. And, uh, awesome. But that, you know, that that's how you – you know, it was up there. You yeah. were like an instant celebrity almost, you know? Yeah, so yeah. true. Yeah, that Canadian hockey, right? Yeah. They love it. Yeah. You can't hide. Can nowhere to hide the there. I can walk through the mall in St. Louis and nobody would know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the truth. Oh, man. That's great. So then you move on to Pittsburgh and you have obviously more success there. I mean, you keep scoring goals, two more cups. I mean, uh, the success just kept coming. I mean, uh, obviously yeah. you go well, to a team with great I, players. I was, I was, I was lucky enough to have uh, Bob Johnson in, in both uh, Calgary and Pittsburgh, you know, okay. and uh, I think he was a big part of both those two teams winning, you know, okay. um, you know, he was there before, you know, before I got there in Calgary and, you know, he taught those guys and, you know, uh, he coached us to that, 86 uh uh final but uh you know everything he taught us we just kept all the way through to the 89 team you know yeah all 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 his teachings and stuff and then uh in calgary's uh in pittsburgh same thing you know uh he was there when i got there so i, I knew him i knew uh craig patrick uh because we played on uh in 79, we went to the world championships and uh, okay. he was on the team. So I, I, I knew Craig. Uh, so it, it was just, and then, you know, another team that was so stacked with talent. Yeah. Uh, Pittsburgh, you know, and and then the trades we made that, that first year, getting Olfie, Olf Samuelson and Ronnie Francis. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just amazing, you know, to, to be, be around that talent. You had Mario, Brian Trache already there, Jeez. Uh, Paul Coffey, Recky, yeah. uh, Kevin Stevens, Johnny Cullen. So Johnny was in the Ronnie Francis trade. But, uh, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, I mean, even the role players, you know, Troy Loney, Bob Erie, Phil Bork, yeah. uh, Peter Taglinetti, you know. Yeah. Actually, we got Peter. Actually, got Peter, Larry Murphy at the end of that season too, in uh, in trades. Wow! Wow! So, Some nice additions. Oh yeah! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's quite the squad. <laughs> quite the squad there. When did when did Yogs come in the mix? Yogs was there. That was his first year. Oh, that was his first, first year. First okay. year in Pittsburgh was his first year in nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. Wow. Uh, was he like good addition? Yeah, not not <laughs> bad. Not I bad mean, when, when, like I I'm I'm assuming when he was coming over or however that worked, like there was obviously talk about him. But were were you like instantly impressed with his size, obviously, and then just the skill? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, uh, just the way he handled some of the, some of the bigger people on the other teams. 
like they're trying to run him and knock him over, and he just stick out his butt. Yeah, yeah. That big butt. <laughs> He's still doing yeah. it, Joey. He's still doing oh, it. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. But he's still in great shape, too. Yeah, he is. He is. Yeah. Oh, you know? man. And, and then, you know, once, once he uh, kind of felt like he was getting pushed around a, a little bit, you know, he, like he, from the waist down, he was built solid. Like he was so strong. And he was pretty normal, you know, when he first came. Yeah. Uh, but he was that young too. He was eighteen, and then he built himself up on top. And uh, man, you seen him? He's ripped. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and he's still ripped. Yeah, and I remember when uh, we were talking about it a couple weeks ago, and he—I uh, forget who we were talking to—but uh, we're saying like he used to walk through the room when you were coaching uh, with the Flyers, and I was with you. And he would be flexing and being like, 40 years old, boys. And he looked better than anyone else on the team, you know? Guys are like, God. But he wouldn't leave the rink. He was a guy when he joined us with the Flyers, like, you know, Joey, like, he would leave after practice, but then he would come back all night and be there doing, shooting his damn. Uh, golf tire, golf uh, cart tire off the wall. We'd have to get it painted oh, once yeah. a week because there were black marks all over the wall. But uh, he he certainly did work hard and what a career, man! And think if he didn't take yeah. the the five whatever four years off from the NHL, yeah, what his numbers probably would have been because he was pretty elite when he left. I mean, I mean he came back yes. and did well with us too when it, the first year he came back. Used to drive yeah. you a little bit crazy though, as a as a power play a guy. <laughs> Joey, I used to. Like, Joey's like never in a bad mood. It seems, but but Yogs would get him going once in a while. And it was it was kind of funny because yeah. to see Joey like pissed off, basically, you know, like Yogs, he's God dang it, he's not listening to me. <laughs> you well, know? well, I'm t- I'm telling him stuff, and he's yeah yeah yeah, and then as soon as I leave the room, he's over there telling <laughs> yeah. the guys that. Just the opposite, you know. <laughs> and it was like it was all the young kids he was telling. Yeah, know? exactly. And then and then the best is he would come off the ice, and Chief would be on the bench and be like, "Hey, Ox, way to kill it off for him, bud. Just hold it over there. Just just you know, just just <laughs> massage it on the wall. It just himself. kill it off. Good job." And then Yogs yeah, would look back. Sound like Chief. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And he would look back at Chief and be like, "Did you did did you play on the power play, Chief?" And he goes, "Nope." He goes, oh, "Okay, just check it." And then they'd start laughing. But oh man, but he's a he's a special player, that's for sure. And, and you saw it when he first came in. So, but man, you played with an unbelievable. I mean, the the players just looking at your teams you played on. It's it's amazing. Yeah, and they, I mean no. Once, once we uh, traded coffee after the first uh, cup in Pittsburgh, we got uh, Tockett, Shell Samuelson, and Kenny uh, Reagan right. from the Flyers. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's right. right. That's right. Yeah. And I, I think you guys got – you guys get Recky then in that trade? He was – so they must have because I remember my first year uh, with – Florida. It was my first year out of college. I was with the Panthers, and you guys were coming off your second cup. And I just remember our first home game was against the Penguins, and Florida Panther had Ice Girls. And it's I don't know if this had ha- started anywhere else, but they had them. And whoever did <laughs> their dressing room put it straight across from the visiting oh, yeah, room, of and. <laughs> I, I just remember thinking, like, I, I knew Tockett from being a kid, and he played here with Flyers, and, and uh, so I knew him fairly well, and I didn't really know anyone else, and it was my first year. But I just remember thinking, these guys are rock stars, man. They had they pulled out chairs and were sitting in the hallway talking to all the ice girls. Oh, of course and, they did. And finally, <laughs> I can't remember who it was, but someone came out, one of your coaches came out and go, hey, boys, like, bring it in. Like, we can't sit out here. Uh, it was so well, funny. Was he the Bob Johnson or, uh, well, it could have been like Rick Keogh or yeah, uh, I just, the assistant. I yeah. just remember, like, I probably had things I needed to be doing, but yeah. I was standing there just watching and listening, <laughs> and I just thought, this is great. And talks looking over at me, ah, you know, like, this is this is great. You know, they two back-to-back Stanley Cup champs, you kind of do what you want, oh, I guess. Oh, yeah, exactly. Get a little more wiggle room. I thought it was pretty funny, though. Yeah. 
So, Joey, I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, our, our two-pass games back in the day. You know, we, we spent a lot of time together. I uh, probably led the NHL in, in games scratched. <laughs> the amount of warm-ups I took in games scratched and probably the amount of two-pass games we landed up playing. But uh, I was able to witness some of that uh, that righteous hockey scoring that you had, uh, you know, in your previous career. <laughs> Seen that firsthand, two-on-two. Two. Well. Reggie oh, we're just Lemelin. trying to keep you sharp for you, the games there. You so did, we, man. You know, I always tell people that the two pass part, games were the, were the most fun we part of my put game. A pressure on you, yeah. <laughs> exactly, the best part of hockey. <laughs> Me, meanwhile, I just want to go to lunch, and I got to try to get you guys off the ice, and I feel bad. Yeah. You know, like Joey, Jay would have stayed out there no, till two no, o'clock. No, you did. You didn't feel bad. <laughs> I was hungry, man. Maybe hung over. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> I needed a nap and something to eat, man. No, but it was great, though. Uh, it was fun, actually, watching you guys do that stuff, though. Like, uh, Joey, just, you're so competitive, man. It was it was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I know you enjoyed it. Well, that was your, that well, had to yeah, be. Yeah, but I wanted I wanted them to enjoy it too. Yeah, so I think they if did. I'm not try, if I'm not trying, and they're just gonna skate around me. Yeah. You know what fun is that? Wow. Yeah. That's the thing. I think you won most of the games, Joey. Your team you seemed to win them all. <laughs> and, yeah. and you wanted them. You wanted those guys, you know, to work hard and have fun. And, right. And and I thought that was always a perfect way of you know. Yeah. You know, getting you guys to work hard. You oh know, yeah. Just to 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 make sure you're going full speed and uh, trying to make the plays and yeah, you know, not goofing off all you know. Not all the time, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> we always goof off. But uh, you know, just uh, you know, keep you in like some kind of game shape. You know, oh, where, yeah. where where we could push you around, you aren't allowed to push me around. Yeah, but. of course not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we could push you guys around and just try to you know make it hard on you. So. Yeah, there was uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun, a lot of strategy too, right? I mean, you got the combination of the work you're putting in the work, you know, game situations. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, and and, all, and and those games were just like a regular game. It's a give and go game. A give and go you know? game, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You always you always get those uh, Europeans uh, like uh, Dennis Telpeco. <laughs> Dennis <laughs> Telpeco, exactly who I was thinking of. <laughs> you know, once they go through you three or four times, you know, yeah. before yeah. before he wants to pass the puck, you know, never works. So, no, no. Reggie had his stick out there. Yeah, exactly. Like right. okay. <laughs> jo Johnny Stevens used to, I used to always say give and go because of basketball, you know, but obviously it, it it's in hockey as well. But he would like once in a while, he'd be giving a speech with the Phantoms or something, talking to the guys. He'd be like, what's, what's one of the best things you can do, NASA? And be like, give and go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the guys would laugh. But, but it's true, man. It's true. It is yeah. true. Yeah. It, it's, yeah. uh, it's so true, but. Um, and Joey, speaking of, uh, like, you know, you coaching here with, the with the Flyers, you you had the power play on point for the whole time you were here. Like, uh, nothing against anyone else, but you probably should still be here. Um, in my opinion, um, but just, I mean, not, not because you're my buddy and, and, and you're such a great guy, but because you produced, I mean, um, you know, you got to give some credit to the players, which you always did, but. Whether you want to hear it or not, man, you were the main reason, and you just found a way when things weren't going well. You made changes. I mean, I guess that comes from just being having a nose for the net, like you did. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess just to what you learned over your career. Yeah, well, I, you know, uh, being taught by Bob Johnson mostly, you know, especially power play stuff, you know. Uh, maybe one of the reasons I, pr I probably did get into coaching, you know, and, um, you know, it was just, we had a great bunch of guys too, guys that yeah. wanted to learn and listen. And, um, you know, we had a lot of success right away. So it made it a lot easier once you have success right away and, and people are willing to, Oh yeah, this is good. You know, let's, let's keep doing stuff like this, you know? And I think it was a lot of uh, gaining a lot of respect and trust to each other, you know. Right. And um, you know, those were the things that you need for a coach and 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 the guys to have. 
So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, the boy, the boys I, love I thank you. Thank you for the kind words. I don't yeah. know if we were good all the time, but I, I think for the most part, it, it, it we were up there most of the time in the top ten. Anyway. Oh yeah, for sure you were. We yeah, we we saw that, and 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 I know that the guys, like you said, they first of all respect you, but. You just you just were a really good communicator. We we talk about communication a lot, and you just you seem to have a great way with the players, and they trusted you, they loved you. Um, so it, it, you you were you were amazing at uh, at that. So as, as well as playing, yeah. Right. I mean, you know, you just keep it going. Do, do you watch many games, Joey? Uh yeah, I try to. Yeah, you know, uh, there's only certain teams I like to watch. Um, Fly as I do because of, I still know a lot of the kids. Yeah, yeah right, right. Which is good. Um, uh, Pittsburgh's another team I like to watch. Their talent is is so they're, good. They're hot. Yeah. Uh, they're hot right yeah. now too. Uh, Edmonton. Yeah. You know, with their talent, Toronto with their talent. Uh, yeah. Always fun to watch. Uh, but uh, and 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 you know, Calgary. Boston. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the teams I, I play, I pretty much played for. Yeah. I, I kind of follow all the time. St. Louis is another one. I like to follow. Yeah. Uh, Shen, Shen is there. So. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I Chief. like to see what he's doing. You yeah. Know? Your buddy Chief there. He's he's done an unbelievable yeah. job, man. He has. He, he has. I was so happy for him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Me yeah, too. He did a great job. He, he, he deserves it. He's he is so funny. He, I I talk to him quite a bit, and he'll you know he'll tell me some things like what he said to some players, and and you could just hear him say like you could just see him doing it. And if you if you told normal people that don't really know him, oh, there's no way he said that. I'm like, oh no, not yeah. TV, he said it. <laughs> he tells them what he thinks. Yeah, uh, he's still calling everybody a pigeon. Oh yeah, pigeon. Like, he, t- he told me the other day he uh, he called one of the guys in. I, I won't say who it is because I don't want to piss anyone off. I don't think it would, but he told one of the players, "Hey, get your line in here. I want to talk to you." And the guy says, "I'm not coming in there." He goes, "Then take your gear off." And the guy goes, "Are you serious?" He goes, "Dead serious." And he says, "He goes." By the time he got in his room, he's like, "The three of them were in there, and they're like, you're right, we're wrong. You're right, we're wrong.' <laughs> Come on." And he goes, "No, no, no. Let's talk about it, though. Yeah. Let's, you know, like." And then yeah. and they respect him, and they're like, "No, you're right, you know." But it's, you know, he has that he has that respect from the players, but he's a fair coach, right? You know, he is fair. So exactly, yeah. For sure. Hey, Joey, I was going to go going, going back to the power play thing. I did want to ask you about uh, about Claude Giroux because you had obviously had a, a, a chance to coach him for years, and you're saying you're still watching games. And geez, keeps keeps you know ch- challenging different uh, records and beating them, and and keeps you know keeping people um, honest with their you know assessment of them and all that good stuff. But can you talk about G? What you've seen coaching him, just you know, five on five play, mainly power play, and and how how special a player he really is, even still in this moment. Yeah, I you know, right from the start when G came to us, I mean, he you could see that he, he had such talent, and um, you know, he, he carried us for a long, long time, and uh, he, he's been an amazing player, great passer, sees the ice. Uh, but he can shoot too, and yeah. he can score. He's got a nose yeah. for the net. And you now, when I was coaching him on a power play, that's one thing I wanted to always let him know: "Gee, you don't always have to pass." Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he started, you know, practicing as one timers. Yep. Man, he, he's he, he's got probably the best him. on the team right now. Oh, I yeah. mean, he's, yeah. he really has a bomb of yeah. a one timer. Yeah. So, but uh, you know. Great players do that. They, you know, they adapt and they, you know, they they, they work on their games and, and they, they do those little things. G G always had me passing pucks in the skates. Yeah. Yeah. I remember and, that. And you know, he picked those up. He was the best in the league at that. You know, yeah. just picking pucks off his skates and and you know, just putting it where he wanted it, you know, so that he could do something like right away yeah. uh with it. And uh, you know, uh he was always very approachable to come to and talk to. Never yeah. backed away or shied away to, you know, just talking about things. Uh, 
and he was smart. He was a smart player, so he'd, he'd always put some, you know, his own influence into into all the conversations and and and, and tell you what he thinks too. And you know, always came up with good ideas and you know, good plays and stuff. Um, but he was always willing to listen, always willing to learn, and um, and you know, try to help out if he could. Yeah, he he he's still for some reason, Joe. He gets. He gets mostly love, I would say, but there's still people around here that just just don't understand how special of a player he is, and we say it all the time, but, you know, you, you see things, and it's just sometimes people trying to get a rise out of other people on social media. they got to get rid of this he's not a winner. You have no idea how many little things this guy does uh, for the hockey team, and just how – I mean, he just passed Billy Barber, for God's sakes. Yeah. Second all-time scorer in Flyers history, but – you know, yeah. still for some reason, some people just uh, don't want to give him the credit, I guess. And it's like you said, the little things like picking a puck up, like a terrible pass in your skates, he makes it look easy so people don't understand yeah. what he just did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and when, when he used to practice, he, I mean, him, him and Jake together, yeah. you know, practicing, nobody could stop them because they worked. They yep. worked hard all the time. Right. You know, they competed, in, especially in the drills, you know. Yeah. And um, that's what you want in a captain. Yeah. You know, you you, you want to see a captain working hard and showing the other players, hey, we're, we're here to learn, to get better, improve, and, and you know, win. So yeah. uh, we're not going to do that standing there goofing off or fooling around during practice, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I agree. Would you say that, and this is my, my opinion, I just wanted to get your your sense of it. Like, you know, like you look at the teams that have won Stanley Cups in just in the last 10 years. Like it was, it's been teams like, you know, Chicago Blackhawks, like two two superstars, uh, you know, Pittsburgh Penguins, two, you know, super, you know, like that yeah. like core right. group. Like G, I don't feel like G ever had that, like supporting, like that Batman and Robin type of, um, you know, help, I guess, if you will. You know, it's kind of been like Jesus yeah. is standing on his own. Not that there hasn't been a supporting cast of help along the way, but he never really built a team around two two superstars, I guess, like some of these other franchises yeah. had. Would you would you agree with that? Or? I th- I, yeah, like I think early in his career, like when when we went to the, the finals there. Yep. Yeah. Uh, in uh, 2010. Um you know, we had that type of team where we had two, three lines going. Yep. You know. Yeah. And, and and to help out, you know, the scoring, and um, and he was a big part of that. And you had Richie and and Carter and uh, Hartnell. I could say Hotsy and Kotsy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were waiting on that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and yeah, but, you're you're you know, right, we, Joe. We, we had that secondary scoring back then. Yeah, um, didn't really have it throughout G's career. I would say all the time, though. Yeah, you right. know, and, and you and you need that. You need somebody to take a little pressure off a, a guy like that once in a while. You know. Yeah, and and uh, you're right, Joey. You, you know, you thinking back to to 2010 there. I mean. Hartnell, Danny B, and Vile couldn't be stopped. I mean, they were unbelievable. And then you're coming back with Richie, you know, and Gags, and you had Carter, and then G was your third line center, basically, you yeah. know, playing with Ash, right? Yep. I mean, yeah. And producing, I, he produced, but like you said, it's because there was a depth there in the scoring. Right. Yeah. Right. And 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 every team needs that. Yeah, I mean, right. if you're going to be a Stanley Cup winner. You're not you're not going in there with you know just two guys or one right. you know one line you know that's right you're gonna have you're gonna have three lines going that are solid solid players yeah and now nowadays most teams are you know getting that fourth line though yeah yeah exactly. kicked in a lot you know yep that's true the fourth, the fourth line just keeps getting better and better on every team now. it does I I I still say my one of my favorite fourth lines is is. Uh, Clutterbuck, Sezikis, and and Martin. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're a, yeah. they're an effective f- group of players, man. I mean, of course they play the body. Too. That's yeah. what I mean. You know, yeah. they 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 gave the Flyers fits and ended up winning in seven a couple in the bubble. There, you know, Flyers fought back really hard and they had yeah. they had a they had a good team and you know were right there to to 
to win Game Seven, but uh, it didn't happen. But anyway, that those that fourth line was was pretty big in that series. Right. You know, and and Clutterbuck and and, and those guys have been together for like a good four or five years now. So yeah. I mean, they've been solid for all, that whole time. Right. Exactly. Joey, I was going to ask you, uh, you know, since we're talking about the Flyers days and 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 all that good stuff, uh, uh, maybe a, a Jack McElhargy story or two, Bucky. We were talking yeah. about yeah. Bucky before, we got to bring we got to bring him up. And yeah, I got. Sure Joey's got some. He's got something because uh, yeah. he was it was a good just, man. Uh, just a great guy. I'm sure you tell it all the time. The one- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the little tired. Just a little tired. <laughs> well, wasn't it you, though, Joey, that morning? I think you had already told me you came into the rink and it was only a couple guys skating because I think it was an afternoon yeah. game and it was pre, I'm pretty sure it was preseason. And, and you said, oh, we had to go get Bucky out of his room. And, and you said he came down to the breakfast table and you said, holy fuck, Bucky, did you get in a fight with your pillow? His, his white hair was just was all over it. And then he well, well that night that night we were down in the hotel lobby yeah you know having some drinks and uh, there was a group of people he was sitting there talking to they were from Cape Cod actually they're from oh. my the, the town in Cape Cod that I live in oh no way and uh, yeah and and he was having the grand old time just talking to these people and the family you know yeah and 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 he goes. You're the type of people I want to party again with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. And you could hear him throughout the whole place. Dude. Oh. You're that kind of guy. Oh, man, he was the greatest, man. Yeah. Scott Hartnell Scott Hartnell was on the show, and, and then we were talking about Bucky, and he said one of his favorite things was, like, you know, getting out there and practice. Yeah, 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 who wants it? And he's like, I'm like a tailor because I thread the needle <laughs> with his passing. <laughs> But he was a beauty, and, and that day, like you said, you guys had to pull him out of bed, and, and uh, you came and told me the story down in the room, and then Bucky comes down a few minutes later, and I said, he goes, I went, Buck Diddy, and he's like, ooh, Buck Diddy's hurt, and I said, oh, a little hungover, he goes, no, just a little tired. <laughs> yeah. That was classic. He was the greatest, man. It was cool getting to yeah. see him. Uh, obviously, he was scouting uh, last few years before um you know he passed on us but uh it was great seeing him every year in van he'd come to the rake and man i was just picked up right you know where we left Uh, off and just a just a great guy man yeah he was a great guy to be around he was just you know he he, you could see why he was popular with his teammates all the time yeah Yeah. uh you know just just a real good guy i thought too yeah yeah yeah, he kept it loose and fun. I, I mean, I, you know, brought up Hartsey. Yeah. I could think of Hartsey, you know, r- before practice was started, we were all skating around. And, and Hartsey would hum, you know, half clappers from the other side of the ice. And just, his feet. Just you know, rip, rip him at Bucky's tucks. His whole speed wobble. Be like, wow. <laughs> Bucky used to stand in the corner and he'd be ducking all over. <laughs> yeah. My, my, Joey, I don't know if I, I probably, you probably heard it, but uh, real quick, he, uh, my dad was telling me, you know, when he was a trainer for for uh, Bucky uh, back yeah. in the day, they they had a they had a day where they all went to watch football, and uh, on a Sunday, and it got out of hand quickly. You know, the, the, they were they were throwing him down pretty good, and um, yeah, Sudsy came up to bay. They'd been there a few hours, and the bar had a mirror and it had all the bottles. So you know, there's a mirror behind all the bottles. Well, Bucky's looking. He's staring into the thing, and Sudsy says, "What, Bucky, what are you doing? He goes, this guy's been looking at me for the last 30 minutes. And it was him. He was looking in the mirror, and he thought this guy on the other side of the bar was staring at him. I said, come on, man. He goes, I swear to God. I'm going to kill this guy. Oh, God bless him. He was awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah, they didn't make make them like that anymore. No. Yeah, no, no. he was as old school as they got, yeah. right? Yeah. He was, he was yeah. great. We can't thank yeah. you enough, Joey, for joining us. We could keep you on here for hours, man, but... Oh, um, well, we, thank we, you for having me. I, I enjoyed seeing you guys again. Yeah. Wish you luck with the with the show. Thank you. We appreciate and it. This, this you is, know, if you ever, you ever stuck again, 
Oh, hey. I'm usually, I'm usually sitting right here. Hey, <laughs> he always says 2.0. We'll get you. When things clear up, hopefully we can get back down around here and we can have you in the, in the studio. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah. You have to bring Elvis though. Oh yeah. Well, he's in school. He he, he knows he knows you're we were we were going to talk to you today, so he's excited. Uh, I told him before he left. So a big shout out to Elvis. Today. Yeah, I appreciate. It. He loves you. He loves Mr. Joey. That's what he calls him, Mr. Joey. Mr. Joey. But thank you so much, man. We really do appreciate it. Uh, let's stay pleasure, in better guys. touch too here, right? Let's stay in better touch. Sounds it's been, good. It's been Sounds too long. Good. Yep. All right. You Thanks. guys take care. Ralph. Yeah, you Always too. A pleasure, man. Yeah, likewise. Great to see you. All right. You All right. guys take care. All right, you, you too. too. All right, see you, Joe. That episode was brought to you by Myco Tea. Check out drinkmycotea.com for this living mycelium beverage. I got some Lion's Mane going on here, Nast. What do you got going on? Well, it's funny you ask. I have a little cordyceps here, oh. and it's my favorite. Crank so, up the energy. Yeah, I do. I need it. You do need it. You're always, always. You're always sleeping. Listen to you. Lion's mane for brain function. Need 14 that. hours a night, this guy sleeps. <laughs> a huge thank you to our good friend, Joe Mullen. What an amazing dude. Oh amazing hockey career. Amazing story. Amazing human being, yeah. like I said probably 50 times, but one of the nicest people I ever met in hockey. Yeah. Um, love that guy, man. God, I love that guy. Yeah. I loved. Uh, I mean, I think back at my, my my short NHL career and Joey Mullen just yep. sticks out to me. You know, the two pass games, yeah. just his good energy around the rink and always smiling and just such a humble guy. Eh? Oh Coming, my you god, know, having such a career like that and success, uh, you would never ever know it. Speaking to the guy, you would not. He would. You would never know he played hockey unless you knew who he was, because yeah. he would never bring anything up like <laughs> right. that. But guy was amazing. Yeah, it's absolutely, truly amazing guy. Well, it's great to reconnect with him. Yeah. Wish him the best. And uh, that's a wrap. Episode 57's in the books, Nast. In the books. All right. Check us out next week, episode 58. Until then, stay safe. See you now, Have some fun. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out for a chance to win the French Open title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV, live in HD. Don't miss a moment with daily live coverage and match replays on demand, beginning Monday, May 20th. Be there for all the unforgettable moments. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.